Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is brought to you by Inked Marketing, and the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this here episode is going to be Alpha Dogs. Mm-hmm. This is a Road Dog approved ad. Uh, Road Dog's my dog, Rody. He's a pit bull. This book is about pit bulls. It is about the, the, the misunderstanding of pit bulls. It is badass. It is badass. I just backed. I just backed. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about this book. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they say it's an incredible journey meets Lost. Come on. I don't know what Lost is. I never watched Lost, but an incredible journey. I mean, this is mm, nostalgia hitting my heart hard on that one. So Alpha Dogs, if you're a dog lover, if you're a pit bull owner, this is a book you are not going to want to miss out on. It has my money. There's still time left to back this book. Let's make it a thing. Done by John Dexter and Fernando Melick, along with Ezekiel Dominguez. Mm-hmm. So once again, the book is Alpha Dogs. It's on Kickstarter. Go to kickstarter.com and uh, just search Alpha Dogs. It's going to be right there in your face. Once again, brought to you, proudly brought to you, by Inked Marketing. Again, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. This is episode 299. 299. I like to know how many of these creator corners I've done by now. Yep, you guessed it. This episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast has been, will be, a creator corner. I, I, will have the pleasure of talking to another dynamic duo, another amazing power couple in comics, Emily McGinnis and Dan Bridges. Um, they are doing a book called The Zombie Game. And uh, I tell you what, you know, I, I was into this book before I even, you know, had talked to Emily uh, and, and Dan. Em- Emily was the one to reach out to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, I'd kind of seen Emily's work in the, uh, in the Facebook groups and stuff like that, shouting it out. And then when she has to come on, I was like, for shout. And then I found out that. Dan Bridges is coming on with her, and that's that's always exciting. It's it's nice having uh, a couple on the same camera, you know. It makes it makes makes interviewing much easier. <laughs> but more than anything, it, it just ah, I, I I I like seeing my creators together. Is what it comes down to. Uh, I'm not saying all creators need to go out there and date other creators. I'm just it's just fun seeing this happen. So I can't wait for you to listen to their story about their story. Um, about their story. Ha! How's that? So, uh, (laughs) 
without further ado, I, I'm, I'm not going to hold you up anymore. I am so excited to bring to you the duo behind the zombie game, or at least two people behind the zombie game, Emily McGinnis and Dan Bridges. We have Emily McGinnis and Dan Bridges. How are you two? Look at this power couple on the same yeah. screen. Oh, I you love know, it. Keep, call, keep calling us a power couple. I have no idea. It's like, how did we, this is awesome. Somehow we Only because we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> I think that's that's really the only stipulation. If you two are together still, after yes. five minutes, boom, you made it. Oh well, um, you're 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 here with the purpose, no doubt about it. You're here to uh, to talk the zombie game, this mm-hmm. this incredible incredible looking uh, graphic novel, right? I mean, you, you got this isn't the single issue. This is a big old thick book. Yes, that, right. Uh, it, Much it's thickness on, as we could cram in. Uh, I tell you what, and for the the price point on this too, I'm uh I'm pretty impressed. A lot of times I have to pay this much to get a single issue of something. So, um, yeah, no, but we're gonna we we're trying. Uh, I I could see it's, it's the efforts are paying off, and we're gonna get into all of that. We are gonna get into the zombie game, no doubt about it. But first, I have to know about the people that make the things I love um the the creators and that would be you two uh so i hear i have your cornered here and we got to know about some origin stories man one of my favorite things is to hear about how uh so i mean whoever wants to start let, let's start with the uh, with, with when i mean when did comics become a thing in your life you know not necessarily creating obviously but you know just uh, uh something that you consumed yeah absolutely so i fell into it backwards and it is all my college's fault um i originally went to school for animation and the year i got there they said 2d animation is dead like Uh, we're gonna close the program my heart i I was like oh my god this is literally like what i came to this college to do so i want to draw and i want to tell stories and so they had this very fancy program called sequential art. Which, ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, exactly. Up, right. Which was the way to uh, con parents into paying for sending <laughs> your kid to art school for comic books. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I felt I fell in love with the medium and I had I had kind of like read a, a few things here and there because I grew up on Batman, the animated series. So yeah. I had like read some of those comic books as well but once I actually I was a late bloomer I guess into comics but once I got into that program it was it was that's that was the only thing for me like I could do a whole project by myself like I could finish something like I loved the medium I loved how it was like a film but even better because you could do whatever you want you could have any perspective you wanted um no, yeah. but the budget's the same no matter what the shot is. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, yeah. that's uh, that, that's awesome. You know, and I I admire a late bloomer because I, I was kind of a late bloomer myself in a way. Like I've I've admired it my whole life, but I didn't decide this is what it's gonna be until way late. Yeah. So um, I I definitely admire someone uh like yourself. And I, uh, did, uh, did, what did you, you said you were reading Batman the animated series and things like that? Did you find yourself, you know, popping into comic book shops to see what was what was going on, or I mean, how how were you really consuming this and getting inspired further once you realized it was comics and not animation? 
yeah, we had like a great, um, a great comic shop in Savannah. Um, and it was, it was awesome to like support them. So I feel like Batman was like my gateway drug. <laughs> you know, like, like once I, once I started like reading the initial stuff, like the comics they based off that animated series, then I was like, wait, there's a whole other Batman world. Mm-hmm. And going to like those comic shops um, and doing conventions like throughout my whole time in college, it, it just like, it was like a flood of information. So probably between like our comic book shop and like doing conventions, that was that was how I like consumed and found new artists and like really made friends on the circuit and like just saw what cool indie people were doing too. You know, once once you move past like Marvel and DC, you're like, oh my God, you can do anything with these stories. Like, and and so many people do, so many indie creators do. Oh yes, oh yeah, totally. Uh, what wh- what about you, Dan? I mean, when when when, when did this yeah, start? Yeah, kind of kind of a, another late bloomer. Uh, so like when I grew up, um, I, where I was, especially in like into high school, there wasn't even a comic book shop. Uh, I grew up in a, a small town called Lake Arrowhead, California, okay. and uh, you end up having to like drive like twenty miles to get down to San Bernardino, which is like like not the the most uh uh interesting place in the world (laughs) but uh i I joined the army and um i went to uh i was stationed in panama and right by the um the the place uh the the barber which i had to get my hair cut basically every week because i was such an ass that i just didn't want to get my hair buzzed i just wanted it to be regulation so i kept having to go get a haircut every week because my uh, sergeant was pissed at me right next door there was this little shop and they had comic books and um i just started reading them and i i I, you know and most of the guys in uh, the army at the time were into comics and, you know, they introduced me to different people and you know, different, you know, characters and stuff. And I got really into X-Men and really into uh, Wolverine. And, and then it just kind of went from there. Um, and I, I read, so that was at the same time that the, um, the uh, Infinity Gauntlet series came out. So like I got, I had to find every book in this little place mm-hmm. and I had to order everything and I was just like going crazy. And then when I got back, um, it was really weird because, uh, you know, the, the boom kind of happened and everybody was selling their comic books and making a lot of money. And then everybody was like, all right, we're going to do uh, everything number one and image number one. And I went to my local comic book shop. There was a couple in, in town. I was going to school and then they all closed because I guess everything just went, you know, mm-hmm. it just did not work out. <laughs> So, um, so it's been, then it was just like trying to find it again, but that was, uh, yeah, I started off in the army. Wow, man. Uh, I think that's, that's probably a first that I've heard that one. You know, that's why I love these origin stories, man. You never, you never know what that, I mean, how how you're going to fall in love with this. You never know what's going to lead you to, 
to that you know that first book on the shelf that you pull off and yeah you uh, know getting into x-men while you're in the army and all that stuff i mean it's that's so cool man i love it i love it <laughs> um so let, let, let's talk about some artistic backgrounds a little bit i mean emily you 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 got into you went to school to become you know an, an animator so obviously drawing was your thing uh how how long into drawing were you before you realized this is what I want to you know to turn into a career? Uh, yeah, it's been a super long winding co career path for me, um, yeah. and I I think really in high school for me I had like a really amazing high school art teacher that um, <laughs> she drew this. Is this like zombie adventure? She drew oh. the whole thing, did the whole book, the whole thing. She did it all. I'm sorry. I had to oh, no, that, that, That's so awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I had like a really awesome high school art teacher who really encouraged like drawing skills. And, and my mom was also like super encouraging because in school, I was in high school, I was kind of like good at everything that that sounds obnoxious but um <laughs> no I understand yeah I was good I wasn't like especially good at one thing maybe we'll put it that way so okay <laughs> so I um I got the chance to explore and like and and just figure out you know like what I wanted to go to college for and um it and I took those art classes and my art teacher was just so encouraging she had this this amazing house that she and her husband like built herself and she would bring like high school kids to to her house and it had like secret doors and like all sort of cool stuff and like it, it just like seeing that level of creativity that you could live with that level of creativity like just inspired me really for like the rest of my life um yeah, and even though I love that I, I love hearing that you know it, it came from an art teacher because I'm somebody that uh, I don't mean to turn this and make this about me, but it's more about, you know, just realizing the importance of uh, art teachers. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to be an artist my entire life. And then I, I hit um, art class in high school and I had an art teacher that could give a shit less about anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't learn anything. They said, well, here's some paint and then do that thing. And if you're good at it, I'll give you a good grade. And if you're bad, then you'll just pass. But yeah, oh. I wouldn't. So, and that's and that's that's what my so I I gave it up completely and yeah. it, I mean until years and years later you know I had reasons and inspirations to want to get into it again but having having a good art teacher it's ah man, it, I I value that so much I envy that more than anything um, yeah but, ah and I, it's good to hear I, I didn't mean to cut you off oh no 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 I I agree with you it's so it's so important to like encourage kids to just try stuff especially when you're young you can try stuff you can do whatever you want like the kind of the axiom is true like you can be whatever you want to a certain degree when you're that young and like flexible so encouraging people super bendy and bendy yeah <laughs> and, and you can bounce when you fall it doesn't happen when you're older it's, it's much tougher for sure uh, yeah that's, that's awesome Especially uh, after 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Dan, what about you, man? When did you realize that you wanted to create? Um, so I, as opposed to my wife, was not good at anything in high school. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I had this moniker that uh, a friend of mine had to draw 
for me. It was called an, an artist without a talent. And I, I kind of had this monikers, like I couldn't draw, I couldn't paint, I couldn't make pottery, couldn't do any of this stuff. But I had this, like, I was sad. And um, so I wanted to find some, um, some outlet and some creativity, but I never really had uh, a good teacher or anything like that. Um, and you can see my drawing ability at the end of the book, where the evol evolution of a page comes from and how I draw, um, <laughs> it's really good. No. Um, However, <laughs> this is why he is designated writer and yeah. a fantastic one. Well, and, and I got into, I got into, um, got into acting. Because uh, okay. I always wanted to do that when I was younger and I started doing theater and stuff. And um, when did you realize that you wanted to act? Because usually that, that there, there's a moment, you know, or a, a, a string of moments that lead to that or as well, an inspiration. Well, it was really more along the lines of I, I had I'd always really wanted to do it, like even in high school and I didn't have a good teacher. And I was just kind of going through my life in a very you know, not exciting way. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of decided that I needed to do something different. And I saw it was something I always wanted to try. And so I just decided to audition. And if I got anything, no matter what, I was going to just take it instead of like, you know, I want the, you know, I want to be this or that. And right, right. Um, and then I started to, uh, I started, I, I got a couple of things and I was, I was having fun. And I got Tony and Tina's wedding, which is a um, which is dinner theater improv kind of a thing. And then I went to uh, American Conservatory Theater in, in San Francisco in their in their professional program. And I I was doing like fencing and you know clown work and just like All right. you know, a lot of physical activity. And I've always been kind of a, a physical guy, so I was doing physical comedy, and I was just I just loved it. And then I you know, after you, you start reading so many plays and reading so many scripts and whatnot, you just start wanting to write for yourself because you're, you know, I want to, I want to star in things. And then you actually have to learn how to write and then you have to write for the story. And so then I started actually getting good at writing and um, that's where, yeah, that was kind of how that all evolved. Okay. And she's the one I like, I wrote this as a script and she kind of came in and was like, this would be an absolutely amazing graphic novel. And she read it. She like, we had to format it completely, do everything different, you know, reformulate the story because it wasn't really, because like, I didn't quite understand how the panels worked and, and how limited. How, how, how could you, man? I, yeah, mean, I had no idea. Right. I had no idea. It was crazy. And she was like, no, you got to do this. And, and it was, and yeah and it became this and it's pretty yeah we made a good team yeah and we we figured out how to work together creatively um, well, yeah yeah how, well let's talk i mean when did the chocolate find the peanut butter i mean like how, how did how did this work out i mean did you guys know each other while you're writing this or did you have this and then found each other and realized holy shit i mean we've that's I mean how did this work out well sure but so on our on our first date we actually debated who should be cast as Wonder Woman in our third ah, date second uh, bam. date see that right, right there, that's how you know that's yeah. how you know, how you know. know. we're yeah. talking about these things <laughs> second date was 
comic book convention in yeah. LA. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, com- com- uh, Kamikaze. Kamikaze. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, which has been changed to like, I think LA comic convention now, yeah. but um, I knew anyone who makes the effort to actually like get to a comic convention in LA where you cannot find parking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, God, I just, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so our comics journey uh, started early in our relationship yeah. and then unfortunately we married each other yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, <laughs> well and, and we're not we're really not good at like creating together no at all we like don't our processes are completely different okay so you have to separate yourselves yeah and then turn so, each, turn the work into each other like yeah. you yeah. know like like normal creators do right. yeah like she's she she's amazing like i do certain things much better than her and yeah. vice versa and she so if I'm, it's, we have to define things, you know, specifically and just be like, all right, you're writing this and I'll edit, you're doing this and, I'll, and you know, that kind of stuff. And we have to be, cause when we tried to start a story from square one together, no. it was an abject, you know, failure. Yeah. It was what just, was the name of that book? <laughs> crap upon fart you know it was just like it was a shark all it was like, non-starter yeah it didn't go any i he's over there mumbling in the corner i'm over here with like my lists and my like flow chart and he's like what the hell are you doing you don't even have a story yet how are you gonna do this <laughs> he's like i'm doing my thing <laughs> so like we just had to like stop and be like no yeah. that's not how it's going to work because yeah and so this story in particular for the zombie game you know came from from dan's heart because yeah. it is a veteran story at its core and so he's the one who generated the story you know generated the heart and like we worked together like he said to adapt it and format it and you know make it worthy of being a comic and and that type yeah. of thing making sure that like the medium was stretched to to the limit with our with the the core the same heart and the same like veteran story embedded into it so it it ended up a good marriage yeah yeah uh, you know i was i really i really didn't want it so there's a couple of things is i really uh didn't want to do a ptsd story uh-huh. um you know because everybody that it's like you know i was at this um sag uh thing with a bunch of writers and my buddy is um uh, i was not in, in iraq or afghanistan so i just thought i want to be upfront about that but my, my buddy was and he was just like why is all your veteran characters just pt ptsd'd out and that's the only story that you can tell and the writers were like because that's what interests us and if you don't like it write something mm-hmm. and i kind of thought about it a lot because there are a lot of good parts about being a, a, a vet and a lot of bad parts too, but I wanted to use that because the one thing about a vet is that they, the guise of um, what society is, you know, it, it, they know that it's false. And so, and that at any moment that, that veil could drop and things could get real. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to use that as a, as a positive instead of a negative. So instead of everybody running around going, I can't believe that this is happening, you know, a vet's just like, this is, this is what's happening right now. So let's, I'll deal with it later. 
And so he can charge forward and deal with that stuff. And that's, and then I wanted to use that. And then I wanted to also like, um, bring in other characters and then it was the genre and then, um, how I got to that. But yeah, it was, it was something that was, was really important to me, um, to have like, uh, you know, that character and not just, you know, you know, a born identity, you know, ah, I'm just going to go kick everybody's ass always, you know, I'm just that, you know, I'm, you know, Navy SEAL guy and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's more, he's trying to adjust back into society and then, society decides that um he is now going to be playing this game yeah nothing like being a freshman in college at 30 years old yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no i couldn't imagine yeah <laughs> man uh I, and, then, and then i mean we, we we throw in the the you know the the premise of zombies right. mixed into all of this and i yeah. mean th- so we got this whole horror aspect on top of you know real life horrors that people face all the time and then we throw in this fantastical feat on top of it all and it's just this uh this conglomerate of madness man i mean it, it looks it really is is almost disturbing as it is to say all of this despair looks like a lot of fucking fun (laughs) it it really does it looks like a fun fun read thank you very much um yeah it was the the zombie aspect is you know thematic thematical is just that um you know it's zombies are I, i like the idea of zombies a lot um but it's tough to tell a new zombie story yeah the a lot has been retread so in much. the horror well, they can't even come up with an original title anymore everything is night of the living or the yeah, right. i mean it, it, i understand it is it, and it's it's hard it's really easy to have a zombie story drowned out that's why i think it's uh it's brilliant to throw in this this veteran aspect as well i think that's gonna really help uh you know bring it forward in such a you know like a, a sea of zombie stories I, I think it's it's gonna help it so much thanks yeah. and and the other thing is is that it's 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 localized and that was something that kind of like i had to think about to even go into zombies i had to think about it in a different way because everything had been done or at least i'm not smart enough to figure out something new so i was like all right how do i tweak that how do i look at this and i can i localize it can i do something specific it's not a pandemic it's It's, yeah it's it's somebody's doing this it's a game master it's like saw and then there's like puzzles and i was like wait a minute now i can create these zombies as opposed to they are you know they're a virus virus or or a a comet so now it's like i can change them throughout the game and there's different levels and it's like oh now i got this whole thing and now people because the one thing in zombie movies is as soon as you know their fatal flaw you know how to beat them yeah yeah no i mean that's that's really it i mean that's I like that you point that out. I don't know if I ever really thought about it like that way, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a quick way to ruin your zombie stories to, you know, just give them the, give them the key in the very beginning, you know? Right. Huh. Yeah. I like that. And here you are saying you're not smart enough to come up with something. That's, that's fucking brilliant, man. I love that. Uh, that that's a great idea. And then, I mean, and, so then you throw on the aspect of the attraction of video games, like in the biggest video game culture in the world. Yeah. This thing so, has it, <laughs> this, this this has a lot of success written all over it. Thank you. I, I, I love this. 
So, so Emma, are, are you uh, are you helping illustrate this? You're co-writing this? Um, yeah, uh, co-write, and um, I get to do a fun companion coloring yes, book. Yes. Um, one of the the best character we all think in the graphic novel is Leg, who is our main character's service dog. Aha. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is based off our real life Leg. Um, who is asleep who is asleep behind <laughs> us um, he lives his best life every day yeah yeah um so the i wrote and drew the the companion coloring book which which is actually a a mirror story of the graphic novel so it's the same story told from leg's perspective um oh, cool yeah so this fun fun little coloring adventure but yeah like um i i got to I found Pablo, I get to be master wizard on this project. Mm. I get to whip everyone in shape, make sure we were on schedule. She yeah. also formatted the book too. I mean, so, like- So you're playing editor as well on top of all of yeah. this? Oh, the admiration I have for you. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's tough, it is. Um, no, yeah. it, it's, it's, I just sat over, I was like this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> here. I don't know. She's like, this is like, I thought, oh, I don't know. Oh, Dude, oh, yeah. do this now. <laughs> yeah. Write this copy, mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's so awesome. Um, I can't not talk about the art in this book. The, yes, this yeah. this art is absolutely just it, it's it's stunning. It, it really is. Uh, I I I don't have a lot of words for it because I haven't seen any seen much like this in a comic book. So please tell me how did you find this person? How did what what happened? Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, I, I mean, we we just got so lucky because. Well, no, no, start start from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, we this right. at first we didn't have this at all no. in, in mind. We had like a black and white, you know, pencil sketch. We had somebody else in mind. Maybe okay. it was like Kirkman type, where yeah. we gotcha. did black and white, or like you know, a super gritty, yeah. um, you know, style where we could. Uh, exploit kind of like the texture zombies and stuff. Yeah, it was like it was a whole plan. Yeah. We were like, okay, here we yeah, go. We were like... on a different road altogether. <laughs> and uh, you know, we the 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 person that we had kind of settled on, you know, decided not to, you know, it was not to do it or it was too yeah. expensive or whatever it happened. So she was looking for other artists. And all of a sudden we got Pablo's art and it was completely different than anything else we saw and so atmospheric and his his like color palette and we were like this is amazing can he do action and zombies and right. stuff? i don't <laughs> i don't know because it was really just it was this victorian like yeah. well, he looks like a fine artist is what he did yeah like, yeah like a jason jason sean alexander type mm-hmm. of just uh yeah and no he, that's that's what i get from this is that that level of just brilliance yeah, he can he can paint with light. And we were like, look, if you can actually we had him do a test page mm-hmm. and the test page was the combination of like things we wanted to see. It was um, a part in the book where things are on fire and there's like an action scene and kind of like zombies in the background. So we wanted to make sure that like because a lot of artists are good at like, ooh, I, I'm like in that fine art vein, you know, like people standing still great. Mm -hmm, People actually like moving and doing something. 
while conveying emotion and uh you know i mean trying to visualize sound at the same time because you you got a horror series you got a horror book here and you don't have sound on your side to to create a a, a fear factor so right i mean it's so on the artist to be able to do that so yeah you you have to test these people you do yeah Mm -hmm. and and he nailed it yeah and we were and and i just looked at we were just kind of looking at each other it's like this is not anything that we thought it was going to look like and everything that we wanted it to be. Yeah. And so we, this is a couple of times where like, as a, you know, I, 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 I tell the story of like um, when uh, Morgan Freeman got the role of red in um, Shawshank Redemption, he was, the the character was supposed to be Irish and that whole line of him, like, he's like, cause I'm Irish. That was a joke because he's not supposed to be African or black. Right. He's supposed to be an Irishman. And so, but he came in and just did such a great job. They just went, okay, and let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the thing where I, as, as like, you know, like people, we just kind of stepped back and let him go. Yeah. We had to rein him in a few times and stuff like that, but his ability to like, set a shot and angles and and perspective and you're just like wow it's not anything i thought it was going to be but yeah damn. page layout Good and fisheye lenses and he, i mean he was willing to try anything and he is the full package he knows perspective he knows anatomy mm-hmm. like he's able to do interesting layouts use the gutters to their full advantage i mean he there's no reason don't take him from us, but yeah. there's no reason like he yeah. he should not blow up like all over yeah, the place just because yeah. he he is he's the full package. Yeah, it's, it's 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 just a matter of time here because I mean he could do anything from you know a dim pastel type of rooms to I'm looking at some of these these interiors on here. I mean it's so bright and vibrant and I mean yeah. his his his. Yeah, uh, his palette is un. I mean it's tamed, but at the same time it's so. I mean he. he he has 50 of them you yeah. know i mean he's got so so much going on here it's in uh, in the best way yeah my favorite way. one of my favorite panels is is the the is like the 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 wide shot of when they're in the um in the, in the uh in the farm at the farm and it's on top and they're they're in the um in the barn and it's just like looking down upon them and i i was like where did he cut? How? Why did he do it? This way? Never mind. It was awesome. I was just like, God, oh, that's just such a beautiful shot. Uh, and he, he has worked on a couple things for Boom Studios. Um, so hopefully, you know, we that our our little book can help him grow into yeah. to great things because we were lucky enough that like we got to go into like the high res. You can like zoom into this stuff and you start seeing like fingerprints and like individual blood spatter he added and stuff like that it's like and we we hid uh so many easter eggs in the book um and there's a full list of them at the end of the book but like it was a joy to do that with him because he was so clever with like adding them in and you know it was just like a fun part of the art as well uh, it's it really is something to look at. There's there's no doubt about it. So so when you get an artist that that 
does something that you don't quite expect. Uh, how, how much does that kind of, uh, does, it, does it change the way you start doing things when they start kind of uh, perceiving things different from your vision? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, it's a dance, right? Um, right. And I think as, as collaborators, because I think you could tell them what to draw and you can tell them what to do. But I always feel, because I came from a theater background, of kind of adjusting and, and, and working with people's strengths, right? So if you're really good at, at, at this or that, let's work on that and I can fill in. And so we, you know, if he did something, we, we had to rewrite things and we'd have to move things around and, 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 and adjust in that way. And he'd have to adjust to us on occasion where it's like, no, that's just not what we want because, you know, uh, of other reasons. Yeah, but... it has to, it still had to fit the story. Yeah. It, was, it was a push and pull. Like we right. maintained the integrity of the intent of the story right. in that mm -hmm. like, this is important because it's a plot point. Yeah. Like when you go, because there is a big twist at the end. And so it was important that we, um, you know, leave visual clues for that as well. So we really did think about how you you visually look at the story points. Too. Yeah, and and so we're, you know, I, I think that sometimes you know you, you need a you always need like a director, but you also need uh, somebody like in charge. But you also need somebody and there. And if you're going to hire somebody with a with a voice, if you're going to hire Nicolas Cage. You're hiring Nicholas Cage. Right. You're getting you're not, bees. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're, you're not gonna be like, all right, I want something subtle. I want something you know, tamed. It's like, dude, I'm Nicholas Cage. You bought me the so fucking I'm right. going crazy. And so um, so when you did <laughs> soon. Like, oh. you know? But that movie is insane. Yeah, oh my god. But you have to, you just literally have to uh, like let let them do their thing. Right. And so we had to make that decision in the beginning. And then um, you can, you know, it's like, it, it, you know, it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I, I love hearing that, knowing that, you know, because it's got to be fun knowing that somebody sees your art and then they, art is, you know, it's based on, you know, it's what you perceive it to be. You know, you, you could draw a flower but if someone sees a sun with a brown thing in it then you know it's that's what they see that's so uh, to to put out this piece of art and then somebody immediately uh kind of critique it in their own way by you know doing it and you know visually it's, yeah. it's, it's got to be fun it's got to be really really fun to, yeah. to, to, to witness and see uh, but i mean because i mean you guys are at that point you're, you're creating the art together obviously right. but uh, well, that i don't know that's the best part about comics yeah. is, is yeah. that like you can have a shared vision that that is like a visual medium and like you can work together to do really awesome things that you can't do in other other mediums so hopefully you know that our our book deserves to be a comic like it yeah. it it mm -hmm. uses being a comic to its full advantage I love it. I love it. Um, let, let's let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the, the horror here. Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of horror comics. Uh, I, I I love to know where horror aspirations come from because there's a million different types of horror out there. So is <laughs> is something is horror something you guys both have always been into, or is that just 
Uh, I mean, tell me about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, we're such huge consumers of pop culture okay. in general that like, I think no genre goes unturned, but there's a special place for horror because it really delves into your, your fears and like what we are all afraid of and why we're afraid of those things. And it's such a heightened human experience that it naturally lends itself to drama. So, you know, we we love all the classics, yeah. like um, everything from like Nosferatu back in back in okay, twenty. Gotcha. You yeah. know, all the way through like Exorcist and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Train to Busan. Yeah. I mean, oh, all, yeah. all the recent stuff as well. Like we we were just going through uh, Sweet Home on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is like a Korean uh, import. And there, there's just something about telling, telling those stories that's special. Yeah, I, I, I have a really hard time with, uh, with not watching it, but writing it uh, like spirits and whatnot. Um, and I have a, a huge, uh, affinity for that done well and uh like monsters and things like i for, for me it's um it, it's it's something that i don't necessarily have like it's it's not something that i do well so i really respect it a lot and that's one of the things about this is that um my stuff always has to be a little bit more based in you know not not so much the occult because I, it, for me, there, there's this aspect of, of um, I want to say disbelief, but um, like I can't, I don't make those logical leaps so what, so quickly. But I'm so amazed at people that can do that and are able to uh, make that work. Like The Exorcist is one of the absolutely most like horrifying things I have ever seen in my entire life. And it scares the living crap out of me anytime I watch it. And so, you know, and, and with horror, you also hit these, these, you know, super, like she was saying, themes about humanity and our fear of death and, and these things. And so that's one of the reasons why, you know, uh, it's, it's so, it, it gets us in touch. It's kind of like a roller coaster, right? It, it gets us in touch with, like who we are as a, as a, as a, as a species, as a, as a, as a living mm. and, and fragile thing, as opposed to this thinking being, we are a physical being. And yeah, that's but we're going to see more of the primal side of the way we yeah. work. And it's not very yeah. often that, you know, humanity actually gets to witness that. We're, right. we're and that's very not very often we're put into that state you know and that's why i put the veteran in that state uh. because he has already had that experience and so those were the things that brought that together and that's why uh, you know anyway we really loved we really love loved for our book and love in general like having that grounding in reality because there's something about showing horror that could actually happen to you yeah. is even more terrifying. Yeah. So that's like, why we wanted our, like, this is a person creating this game in our book. Yeah. Like this is a, a human 
who is perpetrating this upon other people. And like the zombies are almost incidental. Like zombies are going to be there to like do whatever they do. Um, But the real horror are the people playing the game and the the person running it. Yeah. That's, that's what I, you know, it's, you know, um, uh, the, you know, the, uh, there's this funny saying, it's like a tiger goes, you know, a tiger goes tiger, but a person goes crazy. Like the, mm-hmm. the most evil thing, something can, you know, a human is evil. A spirit is just a spirit mm-hmm. um, doing what a spirit does. And so, um, you know, we, we watch a lot of that kind of stuff and, you know, how this plays out. This one of my other favorite movies uh, is Saw. Yeah. Um, and that, and also I have to I have to plug uh, Thirty Days a Night. Um, as oh a graphic yeah, novel. That, that graphic novel is absolutely insane. insane. And that, yeah. and one of the few films that right. actually got converted pretty pretty well from the graphic novel. Like you you feel that like yeah terror and and, and to bring like like actual like monsters back was really exciting. Mm. Like monsters that you're scared of, mm. and monsters and so like and and but you know monsters are they do their thing you know a a tiger goes tiger a human goes crazy and i wanted to have that aspect because there's this you know there's this aspect of society that you know um that feels like they can do these things to other people and and they get away with it and they can and so what is that the next logical leap of, you know, it's like, I can do this to different people. I can, I can do this to, and then it's like, well, the, the dangers of entitlement, man, the dangers. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, what a, yeah. what a concept to play around with. Uh, that's, Thanks. that's insane. I love it. I love it. Uh, this, your first comic you say <laughs> i love this man this 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 sounds like a winner um i've i've uh i i've found myself kind of diving back onto the zombie world so i'm not somebody that pushes because there's there's too much zombie stuff i don't even know if that's the case now and i mm. there's not a lot of zombie stuff coming out now so i think this is this is a perfect time to release something but to have all of these other layers behind it you know it's you have a hit on your hands. I, I, I really do believe it. I, I think if anything, uh, zombie fatigue isn't so much a thing anymore. I think people are kind of craving it again. You know, I mean, the, the, the Walking Dead's not a thing anymore. I mean, I don't have any other zombie books that I'm reading. Not that I could think of off the top of my head. And if mm-hmm. I don't remember it off the top of my head, then I mean, uh, yeah. so I, uh, this, is, this is amazing. So as of right now, as we record this, we're just a couple days into the Kickstarter and you guys are already halfway funded. Yeah, um, that, that's, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> do we want to, let's talk a little bit about the Kickstarter and, you know, the, the, the campaign here and uh, what we can expect out of this. I mean, do we have stretch goals lined up? Uh, what, what do we, of course, of course. Oh, <laughs> of course. look at that. Fa- of nothing course. to do with me. No, I no. nothing. It's all her. She's in charge of everything. I just sit here and say funny things. I'm so. like, right, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Our Kickstarter is live. We had a, an amazing first couple days. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone yeah. who has already backed. Um, it just means we have great fans and friends already. Um, you can find us on Kickstarter at The Zombie Game. 
And um, we were already able to release our first secret tier because uh, we we funded so quickly yeah. in in the first day. But don't worry, we can always use more. <laughs> don't think that the funding stops there. It, do, it does not stop. We have not not hit our goal yet, but we might have a few more secret tiers to go mm-hmm. once we uh, reach a few more goals. Um, and we have a couple early bird specials for you, a Nicholas Cage coloring page. Oh. I, always love, I always love the Nick Cage. That's right. And, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our stretch goals, which might mm. invite uh, some participation from leg. Mm-hmm. So oh, you're going to have to get us to our goals to find out what those stretch goals are. But yeah, lots of good things. We're not done yet. It looks like we uh, have come out of the gate really strong, but we can't finish without you. So please, please, please let me release those secret tears to you. Let me get you the cool things we have coming up. I just, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. I'm just really excited that people get to see. Yeah. and, and, and get to read and, and enjoy you get the graphic thing. novel you get prints you get the coloring book you have a, a dead stinky animal abc book pablo created even more art for us mm-hmm. we have our friend jose cabrera mm-hmm. did an amazing classic dracula print i'm that looking we got at that print right now oh, and, oh man that, that's that's that classic is a great word for it. It really is. Like yeah. if you're a vintage horror fan, then yeah. this is the type of art that you're going to want. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so beautiful. I love so it. We, we were super disappointed that we, we didn't get, we don't get to go to cons yeah. right now. Yeah. So we made sure that we, you had like a full convention pack. It's just like you were at a table where we're just, we're just going to give you everything. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. You guys aren't going to San Diego for Thanksgiving? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you do this, San Diego? Why did you do it, Comic-Con? I, I just heard that New York Comic-Con is officially live in October as of today. Oh. They just announced that. So there's hope. There's hope. Yeah. No, um, I mean, it's, it's coming back. It's just that, um, you know, we... we got to get vaccinated. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, well, no, it's just we we wanted to we didn't want to wait. Um yeah. and we really, you know, we wanted to get this going and out there and you know, uh we're, we're going to hit the cons and we're going to we're going to have tables and and we're going to do all that, but this you're going to do it with them being able to have a yeah. physical copy for them yeah. for you to sign for them. And I think yeah. that's that, that's the cool thing. I, I don't I think it's very wise to never not halt at all or not stall on these campaigns. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think now is the prime time to be launching this. I don't think you could ever. I, I don't know. I, I find no good reason to not launch a Kickstarter right now. You know, yeah. if you've got everything lined up, then then do it. People are going to spend the money and people want Kickstarter books. It's a huge, huge thing now. There's so many successful major titles that have been Kickstarter projects. So yeah. And uh, the zombie game is going to be one more of them. I'm I'm so confident. I'm so confident in this book. This art is incredible. The premise is just so layered and it it just, it's fun. That's what I want. I want to have fun. It seems like a lot of fun. So yeah. Thank uh, you. And, and a lot of cursing. Right? And a, <laughs> a lot, lot of cursing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
We're so lucky that like it's actually all finished. Yeah. So yeah. It's oh, all definitely. done already. And like our Kickstarter is really just to get it into people's hands yeah. and to like get it get it printed. So awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Um, thoughts on getting it under a, a publisher's name at some point in time after after it's all out there? Yeah, I, we're we're super open to working with the right publisher, yeah. you know, who who wants to uh, you know, have us have this book and hopefully the rest in the series, knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> come uh come do great things. So yeah, def- definitely open to it. We just want to find the best partner and yeah, move forward more forward with that. Wow, that's that's so awesome. And you say the the rest in the series, so this there's more. There's, there's more, more. Yeah. more in, oh. in here. But uh, not on here. Oh, <laughs> not on there yet. It's up here somewhere. The, the backers, uh, <laughs> that's why I sit over there in and the I can mutter, mutter in the corner. So, oh, that's awesome. I love it. Oh, man. It was, it was, we, we had kind of um, started this out and then we were like, okay. Uh, it, we, we were like, all right, where do, we, where do we go from here? And started the process and um has to be a trilogy yeah has Has to be be. awesome yeah i love it i love it and once again this isn't a single issue listeners this is a big old thick thick piece of reading i mean i'm (laughs) 134 pages man that's awesome 134 pages uh wait this is this is a joke that i do uh you know because she's like she's i've been marketing it as 134 pages and and it has to be 134 pages don't make any more pages pages, uh, (laughs) it was really funny and then um we're on another um uh, another uh, uh podcast and uh i said it and then th- there was another creator and his book was like 16. And then I just felt like an ass. I just felt oh. like, an and I was just like, man, I, and his book was really like powerful and everything. And I was just like, Oh God, I'm just, you know, like, ah. but it is 134 pages. <laughs> hey man, that, no shame. No shame. No shame. Uh, we worked really hard on all yeah, those pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Proud of those pages. Proud that's of right. those pages. Emily, Dan, this this I, I i love seeing these these creative couples it's not the first time and i hope god damn i hope it's not the last time <laughs> I, I feel like some of the best stuff that i'm excited for is coming from couples like yourselves uh i, I love i love how you guys uh, your, your creative aspect the boundaries that you guys create and the separations to to know you know which lanes to stay in um it's, yeah, it's important it's very important you yeah know. yeah I, I I can't imagine tiptoeing that 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 boundary. I I, I really couldn't. Um, I, but I, for that, this is why I admire you people. I I really do. And I'm I'm so happy that you guys took the time to come on the show. And um, yeah, feel free uh to to share out as much as you want in the the Facebook group page. That's what that page is for. Is for creators mm-hmm. like yourselves. So blast out this campaign as much as you want. You know, just give us daily updates. The the, the, the they want to know. We want to know. We want to know what's going on. We want to know when we're lo- unlocking the next uh, secret little uh, mm, yes. <laughs> whatever it may be. <laughs> you legitimately have me excited. So uh, Emily McGinnis, Dan Bridges, thank you so much for coming that on. It was awesome talking to you, man. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate it. Uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be talking soon. I have a feeling. I'm ready for that, uh, that volume too already. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
Get oh, to work, uh, monkey. Uh, <laughs> start <all right>. typing. <laughs> well, you guys stay safe out there, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be speaking again soon. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you. Cheers. I am Christy. And I'm Leighton. And together we are a new podcast on whiskey tasting called Married, Married Mash. Mash. Where we discuss life, family, and pretty much anything. Yep. And Leighton brings a new whiskey for me to try. Will we clink it? Or will we sink it? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, always drink responsibly. Indeed. Good morning, Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily, dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a... uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle i'm here to let you know that you are not alone so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday every place you can catch a podcast check out the real brains with brian wayne remember stay sane bam there you go 2.99 in the books a couple more creators have been cornered Mm-hmm. the book the zombie game the duo, Emily McGinnis and Dan Bridges. Be on the lookout for their names. You're going to be seeing a lot of them. This book is going to it's it's going to take off. I, I have all of the confidence in this book. I really do. This is an awesome twist on zombies. And yeah, I love it. I, I, I love it so much. So remember, Kickstarter. I'll have all of the details in the show notes. It's in the show notes. So just, yeah, it's all right there. No excuses not to do it. Once again, Emily McGinnis, Dan Bridges. Ah, yes. Uh, remember, rate the podcast. Rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, five stars. I only accept five-star ratings. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all I'm going to talk about right now. So thank you all again so much for tuning in. I've got so many more great interviews lined up uh, to, to, to record on the, uh, you know, have been recorded already. Ah, so just stay tuned. And uh, remember, check out CheersToComics.com, too. It's a streamlined way of uh, checking out all the new content, you know, whether it's YouTube videos or podcasts, one or the other. You can get it all at CheersToComics.com. So I'll leave you with that. Remember, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Ah. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast.